This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC, and I am back with my co-host, Avi, and today is Thursday. February 3rd, 2022, and we're back in the Batman film, film film series franchise now with 1997's Batman and Robin, the second and final Batman movie directed by Joel Schumacher. Avi, welcome back. I love to have you as co-host whenever weeks we get on together talking about movies and stuff. What are your what what are your first thoughts of mine when it comes when what's the first thing you think of when it comes thinking about the movie Batman and Robin? Was well, the movie's very immature about like uh, even uh, when I was young I thought it was good but even I found it later later on the like while I was growing up but it turns out it's a it's a worst moment the, the, in the in Batman franchise. As far as like the entire movie has a lot of uh, negative not so great things about it. Yeah, like even that Arnold Schwarzenegger only has like a, some kind of cheesy one minors. It's like a, the worst one since the sixties decades of the Batman. About like they do more, they doing more homage about the on the sixties uh, era. You know, like uh, even that with the the ba- the the Batman uh the Batman sixty series actually had a few episodes in the Batman sixty series that did have Mister Freeze in it a little bit. Yeah, but you know, but when the release of the episode anime anime series of Batman in the early nineties, mm-hmm. they chose a true true sympathy story, so a sympathetic story about Mister Freeze, about his personal life, because he has a wife who's had terminal illness. About it's not even about conquering the world; it's something he has to do find a cure to help the person save his wife's life. Yes, and, uh, yes, that's so true about crazy. that is true about the animated series of that. Um. So far, the way that Mr. Freeze is represented in Batman, the animated series, is so far the most, uh, you know, the most, how would I say, it's the most one that gets it right as opposed to anything outside of that animated series one. Yeah. Because that's sort of like a true origin, the origin story of Mr. Freeze. Yeah, they they did it really well with the animated series way. And, uh, and now, but now this one, uh, they do that. They borrow like a similar, uh, similar um, origin story about Mr. Freeze as wife, as wife disease. But, but, but they, they took that. Uh, I think, I think the way they showed that was taken directly or partly from the animated series way. Animated, yeah. Animated series, yeah. Even his wife is in like in the, in the like in the some kind of like a. In the back, you know, like a little like a floating machine about. The yeah, machine. yeah. Now, while yes, now now that we're still talking along the lines of Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mister Freeze, since uh, the Batman Returns episode from uh, that we did a few weeks back, everybody on uh, the Batman Returns episode uh, only has like eight or nine views. So, in the Batman Returns, we mention how in uh, Max Shrek's uh, uh, business office, Bit Max Shrek is yeah, with no, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So if you haven't caught that, everybody go back to catch the Batman Returns episode. I don't like. I, I'm yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that I'm I'm not a big Batman Returns fan, and I'm neither. I'm, but I'm not also a Batman and Robin fan either. But in my rankings of all the live action Batman movies, I rank I actually rank Batman and Robin one ahead of Batman Returns. But I didn't care for. Uh, but yeah, they're they're both. 
I like, uh, even, I, I think I, mean, I like the Batman Returns. Even, I, I love that Michelle Pfeiffer did a good performance of the Catwoman before, like, uh, before anyone else could do it. Michelle, yeah, Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman is pro still to this day one of the best Catwoman and ways we've seen Catwoman ever so far. Yeah. Though I do think from the trailers of the Batman, Matt Reeves, I think this Zoe Kravitz is also going to be her own cool, neat uh, Catwoman as well. Um, yeah, Mr. Freeze has a lot of one-liners and puns, and Joe Schumacher really wanted uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Mr. Freeze as opposed to anybody else. Um, do, do you? Is there anybody that you think could have played any other actors you think could have played Mr. Freeze that would have made a better movie outside of Arnold Schwarzenegger who else could play Mr. Freeze? Well, even as now I'm speaking with Austrian accents about Well, I mean, obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger has an uh, has an Austrian accent um, and he does the one-liners and all. Um, is there any well, act is I, Yeah, good. Well, I think I could bet that maybe Kiefer Sutherland Keith, Keith or Sutherland, that's, oh, because he worked with Schumacher before in what, the uh, vampire yeah, movie? It's like Good. almost, like, almost collaborative. Yeah, that might have, that might have been better since yeah. he knew from the other movie, yeah, from that, a vampire type, yeah, uh, that's one example. Um, so, out, oh, okay, one thing I want to mention also, as everybody knows, most people know that Mr. Freeze in the movie, but they also try to put in Bane from the comics, and the way they represent Bane in Batman and Robin is awful. They made, like, Mr. Freeze stronger and more powerful and know how to do more, Mr. Freeze, than even be than Bane, when Bane in, in the comics is also supposed to be strong, powerful with things. So, Bane is not... Yeah, Bane yeah, is not... Bane is very, very, uh, this version of Bane is very so dumb about it. Very dumb. They dumb, they, they made this version of Bane very dumb in a not good way, because Bane is not really a dumb character if people know about him. And then the third villain after Freeze and and Bane, a very bad representation of Bane, well, it gets slightly better in Rises, but not by much, is the the, the next now female character, female villain outside of Catwoman, with poison, with ivy. poison ivy. Yeah, what did you make of Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy? Well, her character, like, like just like the cat, Michelle Piper Catwoman, uh, where she works at, the, the poison where she works for is like for the, you know, like a drug company, but she, she discovered the secrets about the old, the ones in charge about creating the vein, about the poison, that the owner tried to kill her by drowning with all the, the where her works are. But then she transformed herself into like a, like a, you know like a very like Medusa type figure about the but she killed the owner of the, the besides the, the Michelle Pfeiffer camera electrocuted Max Shrek about the but this one the poison wife by kissing her with the with the poison with the poison the toxic in her in their body. Right, right. That's that's all true. And uh, the man the, uh, who tried to kill her, the poison ivy. You said he's in he's in a number of animated projects, right? Yeah, in a, one he voice acted Batman in the animated series. Yeah, he, he voice, voiced the Riddler. He played the voice of the Riddler in uh, and, in and certain parts of the animated series. That's cool. That's very interesting. Yeah. He also plays. He also plays another DC series that uh, plays Lionel Luther in Smallville, the father to Lex Luthor. Say say again. What was after Riddler? Uh, in two thousand one, he he does almost like as a main cast for that in Smallville, you know, the DC TV show about the Orchard Superman. He plays Lionel Luther, the father to Lex Luthor. Oh, the father to Lex Luthor. Okay, that's interesting. Um, Looks like he, he could 
Now that you mentioned the Lex Luthor thing that he did with that, it makes me think of a, uh, not to sidetrack too much from the from the actual Batman stuff, but um, who so far is your favorite? Um, who so far is your favorite actor? Favorite actor to play Superman? Well, I always known about like uh, for showers. I always watch repeatedly the the Christopher. Yeah, Reeves. so I'd probably say you'd probably say Christopher Reeves would probably be number one. Yeah, yeah, that's why everyone wants to be inspired from him. About, yeah, like just like what happened to Chadwick Boseman, yet the late actor plays Black Panther, but who suddenly passed away. They just thought they could be like Chadwick Boseman to be a African superhero. Yeah, generation of superhero. Yeah, they're actually. Uh, speaking of Bozeman, um, with that Black Panther stuff, um, they are now working on, well, Marvel's working now on the, um, Black Panther 2 sequel. I, I, I'm not exactly sure the exact, yeah, without him, I'm not sure the exact release date, but it should be interesting to see how they honor him in the new sequel, um, which I, I don't recall the exact release date, the release dates can always change, but yeah, it's, uh, he... He's me. He's me. Uh, Chadman Bozeman's missed, missed by uh, a lot of people. Yeah, it was too soon. About he left. He left the. Left you're the, saying the, Chad. You're saying that Chadman Bozeman what like looked up to Superman or what was the connection again? No, it's like every people in every generation. About Superman came first. About that he wants to be inspired to become like a uh, be a superman who can fly. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but now for Chadwick Boseman, it's like a next generation. Right, right, right. I, I see, I see, I see what you're saying now. I see what you're saying now. And then with Christopher Reeves, we have, of course it goes back to that. Uh, the first Superman movie was directed by Richard Donner, who we did up with the oh, Goonies, and then Richard Donner had also passed away. So really, yeah. without Richard Donner, who knows where comic book movies would be now without him and how that yeah, went? Because even though that's why they need about something like. Uh, like dramatic about no campy and yeah. it has some, something about like a, something about emotional yeah well when I saw the yeah when I saw the original Superman 1978 uh, with Christopher Reeves and directed by Richard Donner you even though the special effects were a little not great because how it was that way um, 30 some plus years ago you still could kind of believe that a man could fly when you saw that movie yeah uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, back to Batman and Robin. Okay, so so far we talked a little bit about Mr. Freeze and Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze with the one-liners and with his backstory, which is I think they partly took again from the animated series. And he was just kind of they, they to me they made him seem to be stronger than a really dumb and not yeah, very. That's why the theme about the ice is about yeah much stronger like iceberg. Yeah, and that they really yeah. messed up. They made him to seem stronger and more capable of things than Bane, where Bane was really messed up. And then um, I, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Okay, what once you actually see her not as. Her um, ali- other alias as a human, but actually as in costume and all, as Poison Ivy. She looks really great in the Poison Ivy costume. Yeah. And um, uh, she, uh, yeah, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, nothing can top Michelle Pfeiffer, but, you know, with, you know, Uma Thurman was good too. She's all right. Um, let's now, let's go take over now back to the good side. What did you make? I know. I know you already said what Chris Chris O'Donnell's Robin was like in Forever, but now how do you make Chris O'Donnell's Robin now in Batman and Robin, his second appearance? Not, not very tight. Not, not very good about the as a as a Robin. As a, still still older, but older still like, still older from the first first time. And also here here I believe he's even more whiny. He's whinier here. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Because he was not that, 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 that like he's not a child anymore. But I thought he's supposed to be like a, a grown up thing about it, mature about to understand about the situation. Yeah. Now I'm. Um, yeah. That's true. Even uh, though that voice never once split uh, split Batman Robert up, it's like uh, whether that Batman is very too like uh, you know the the very like uh, uh, like what do you call those like uh, very too sensual, you know, like to Robin. Uh, yeah. Well, I like how they. Uh, outmaneuvered her towards the end by having the plan together with like the uh with the rubber lips and everything. Yeah. Yeah. The fake lips. The... Yeah. Now. Good. And there's and there's weird thing about another thing why I don't like the movie because Patrick has new gadgetry that we never see before that's very too ups, uh, upsetting. Like Batman has his own bad credit cards about that's not that's not that way about. Oh yo oh, right okay, yeah the bat the bat credit card scene where they're with poison ivy at that event and they share the Batman credit card and it says Batman forever and then they're like six million seven million the whole thing with the card was uh, ridiculous. Because even Batman Forever sounds like a box office money about yeah. how much they make more money. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Warner Brothers was thinking when they were making Batman and Robin, but if for nothing else, if for nothing else, without Batman and Robin and how bad and really how it took a nosedive in bad ways, without Batman and Robin, we may not have gotten Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. Yeah. So for yeah, for yeah. what it's worth, for what it's worth, for how bad Batman and Robin was, we got uh, eight to ten. Eight to, yeah, eight to, yeah, eight eight years later with Batman Begins, and then let's see, ninety seven, and then eleven years later from Batman and Robin to Dark Knight. Um, yeah, the two thousand five for uh, eight years later for that, and then it's eleven years later if you do Batman and Robin to Batman to Dark Knight. Um, again, like I said before, the Batman costume, his 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 suit was his bat suit was black in Batman eighty nine, Batman Returns, bat, beginning of Batman Forever. But this is this is a blue suit. When I think of Batman, I think a black suit. And the very beginning of Bat- Batman Forever, sorry, Batman and Robin rather, always makes everything up. He's got a blue suit. And it's a silver logo. And, and a the silver, silver logo, logo yeah. And there was a silver suit also at the end of Batman and Rob- uh, Batman Forever as well. Um, this movie, by the way, came out in the summer of 1997. I took myself, I think I was about, around 12 years old at the time. I took myself after an Israel, par- Israel event to go to see Batman and Robin by myself. And even then, even back then, I knew this movie is crap. This movie is not good. Similar, similar to Batman and Robin being crap when I took myself, when I had a parent take me to see Ninja Turtles 3, both Batman and Robin from 1997 and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 from 1993, both knew back as a kid, these movies are BS crap. Well, so, uh, and also sometimes like uh, you know what's ridiculous thing about the ba- uh, Batman Robin is that when they had uh, Barbara, Barbara as a Batgirl, but this one she's not related to the to Commissioner Gordon. I did. I did want to talk about that. Let's talk about that a little bit. So they bring... This is the first live-action, non-60s movie that brings Batgirl with the Barbara Batgirl. But they make her Barbara Wilson somehow kind of related to Alfred, even though they don't have the same accent. They have. She sounds like American accent for trying to be from the UK. When really, of course, everybody knows that Batgirl and Barbara is really Barbara, Barbara Gordon and not Barbara Wilson. So they, me- they mess up Batgirl with... They mess up Batgirl by ch- messing up her name. Then they mess up... Bane by not making Bane how Bane really should be and then the whole rest like you said with the credit card and all this stuff makes Batman and Robin really a uh, dumpster do- a, a piece of you know 
Yeah. Something like a, something like a, like a, something like a precursor, like a, something to, to childhood about. Yeah, it. yeah, for sure. Now, I mean, like, like Batman Forever, when Schumacher did Batman Forever, while not a great movie, like, it had a few, no, like, worthwhile scenes, a few different scenes throughout it that made it still watchable and something to get into. But with Batman and Robin, it's like, you could just see from the first five to ten minutes that it's not good, not good. And, uh, it's like, oh, it's the longest one up until that time at like two hours and 10, 15, two hours, 10 minutes or two hours, 15 minutes, pretty long. Uh, yeah. like I said, I don't like the suit, the suit, the, the characters do not. And, there's, and also uh, for Batman, who explained about it, he doesn't have much of a girlfriend, about main girlfriend. It's just like nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah the, the model, woman. the model woman, I think it's like L. L. Natasha. Yeah, whatever her um, female love interest, um, why you say Natasha? That's Dark Knight. No, no, it's Elmer. The model is um, Elmer Fieldson or something. Look it up. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, she she barely has anything to do as opposed to his love interest in the previous movies. And uh, no, no. Let's see. If if it would have been a darker movie, if they would have made it darker, then I still think that George Clooney could pull off a dark Batman in a dark Batman movie. But because Warner Brothers wanted to make it so light. I rank uh, George Clooney as the weakest, lowest Batman of all the players to be, to play Batman. I've got Adam West to be higher than George Clooney. You know what I thought about the beginning about like uh, the first Batman? Remember I told you about the original casting for the for the for Bruce Wayne before besides Michael Keaton? The other actor they thought I might is Mel Gibson. Well, yeah, I mean, for Mel Gibson for Batman 1989, but are you try Can you relate that to Bat- 97's Batman and Robin though? Because even though they should have been like, uh, it should have been a manager like uh, Bell Gibson to be like a vengeance type of guy, but not like a very fun. I mean, if the movie was going to be made as um, as lighthearted and funny and not serious, then that's how Mel Gibson would be played in a low, serious way, like how George Clooney played it light. But if they made it darker, then I'm saying either Mel Gibson or still George Clooney could both play it in a darker way if they made it darker. But like, uh, like again, it's it's about what the what the actors have have to work with. Let me explain. Like. Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan, really good as really good as James Bond. But then his next three movies after Goldeneye uh, were not as good script-wise. Pierce Brosnan was still a good actor in all four, but because of the script. So all I'm saying is, for Batman and Robin, George Clooney, if it was if it was going to be darker, as in like Batman and Batman Returns, I still believe George Clooney could play a dark Batman, but. They made him lighter, and then it's in the case whether it would have been Mel Gibson with darker light. Uh, you, know, George, you know, before he cast uh, George Clooney, they thought that break, the George Clooney breakout role was in the TV series of ER. Also, another breakout is uh, the one of the vampire movies from Dust Till Dawn. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He can play dark characters if he's working with a dark movie. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. With that example. Um, that was, um, that's Rod Rodriguez, right? Directed by Robert Rodriguez? Rodriguez. Yeah. And written by Quentin Tarantino. And with the Tarantino in there, yeah. Um, I don't think we, we, didn't, we haven't done um, Django Unchained yet, right? Have we done... Have we what? have have we done a podcast on Django Unchained yet about Tarantino yet or no? We did, uh, no, we did a Glorious Bastards. Right, we only I know we did Glorious Bastards, but we didn't get to the next one, uh, Django Unchained yet, right? Yeah, 
Okay, we can save Django and Chain then for one day on the line. Yeah, um, as far as um, George Clooney in Dust Till Dawn, that also has a very sexy and alluring uh, Salma Hayek as the vam- one of the vampires. Well, before she before before she became a vampire. Say again. Right, that's true. That's true. And that was the they had the back creatures. So yeah, that that was like um, that was live. I believe that was a theatrical release. And then they had some sequels or spin-off sequels that were like more direct to TV. Yeah, the TV a TV series or direct to video type stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'm saying, as, as the example of um, from the Dust Till Dawn and other dark stuff that George Clooney was, if he would have been given a, a dark script and dark stuff to work with, he could have played the card. He, he admitted himself that he wasn't good as Batman or Bruce Wayne or Batman or Robin. But like I said, without Batman or Robin, we may not have gotten Batman Begins with the Dark Knight. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's all kind of about the vampires and, the, and, and, and Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher is the one behind that where I like the most is, the, is uh, the Lost Boys, the vampire movies. I know you were telling me, you were telling me how you like the Lost Boys. You really like the, you really really like the Lost Boys, and I and I like um, fall, falling down. Yeah, even I like falling down, but it's like uh, very uh, strenuous. Yeah. Um, he, he also directed another movie, the Saint Elmo's Fire. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know, so the Saint Elmo's Fire, and then he had some movie in 1990 called Flatliners. Which eventually got a remake. Yeah, that got a remake eventually, of course. For the most part, originals are usually better than remakes. Uh, for the most part. Um, but let's try to focus again, Batman and Robin. So, so far we talked about Freeze. We talked about Freeze, Bane, Poison Ivy, Batman, Robin. Um, is there anybody... What's that? And a little bit about Batgirl. Outside of Batman, Robin, outside of Batman, Mr. Freeze, Robin, Batgirl, what's that? And Bane. Yeah, Bane, Bane, and Poison Ivy. Outside of all these men. Also, the ones that see cameo in the back of the Ark of the Silent. The guy that, yeah, the guy that Schwarzenegger. There's an Easter egg about what's in there outside of the guards collecting. It's a Riddler's costume and Two Face costume, and there's. And one of the cell about uh, since the previous Batman Forever. Yeah, that's true. They showed that from Batman Forever, and that one of the uh, police police guards was the, his uh, co his co mate um, his co his co mate in uh, Predator with uh, that guy being oh, yeah Jesse Ventura. Yeah, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, but you're also right about the previous Batman Forever thing, which again, I, I, I Batman for Batman Forever is not that great of a movie, but again, it's got enough going along with Batman Forever. Even though I really hate Two Face in that movie, we'll get a better Two Face later on. We'll talk about, but Batman Forever has a few good things about it. But there's like and also and also what's the idea for the next uh, for the future of Batman movies where they should add the villain is uh, a Clayface. Well, I mean, Clayface was only really shown in the animated series, so tell me what you mean by Clayface. Clayface uh, should be at, like, uh, somewhere like uh, t- t- Terminator 2, with the, uh, the Terminator 2 is, like, uh, he has the sh- shape-shifting abilities, but except of liquid metal, I know, I know. I'm just like, um, when you mention Clayface, though, I'm not really sure how they would make a live-action Clayface live-action. Well, sometimes, I just shift into space, and all since he has, a, like, hmm. uh... Uh, like as part like uh, as a m- minor minor characters like uh, 
like in the dark night it's just a scarecrow part but oh. you know the clay face is just like a part like a, a, a well we'll, but we'll get to talk about scarecrow when we finally get to the uh dark knight trilogy but before before avi and i talk more about batman and robin what else we have to say all about batman and robin we're gonna we're gonna take hold on we're gonna take a quick commercial break then we're gonna talk more about batman and robin I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should be a new podcaster. If you haven't heard about Anchor.fm podcasting, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your mobile cell phone or computer. Anchor.fm podcasting will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all of the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one easy-to-find place to work everything out together. Download the free Anchor.fm application on your iOS, Apple smartphone, or on your Android, or go to Anchor.fm to get started. And we're back from the commercial break. Avi and I are discussing... Batman and Robin, where else, where else do we continue from here? What parts of Batman and Robin have we not yet talked about yet? Well, you know, what's the part about Mr. Grace wants to collect diamonds as part like a... You're right, to like help a, with his wife and all, the diamonds and all. Yeah. Well, diamonds not like a very icy type because they got, they got wrong about the... Because uh, that diamond's not made from ice, so it's like a from right. rock or something. Right. Um... I have I have, I have a few I have a few thoughts I want to say before I forget. Um, similar to I said, similar to how I said in Batman Forever, where I've never seen a comic book comics ta- have both Riddler and Two Face, Two Face and Riddler in the same working together. I also in the comics have never seen the character of Mister Freeze and the character of Poison Ivy work together. Now, there's plenty of times where I've seen Pen- Penguin and Catwoman together and things outside of Returns in comics and such and from other ways, but in Batman Forever, never saw Two Face. Riddler work together except for that movie itself and I've never seen Freeze and Poison Ivy work together. They they had to have a story in Batman and Robin where they somehow have to bring Freeze and Poison Ivy together even though both of their plots and what they want to get done don't even connect at all with each other at all if you think about it. That's what I wanted to say about the character-wise of the villains. And then what else did I want to say? It'll come back to me. Uh, also about Alpha. There's another about Alpha storyline. It's a very sad one about the Alpha that had a rare disease about that. Uh, something that's like almost incurable. About right. The, uh, then it was found out at the end that uh, Freeze, Freeze could, help, could help with it. About the, the Freeze learns about the true Freeze who disconnected his wife's uh, life support to that. But, but yeah. That's the one character we haven't yet talked about outside of all the other characters. Alfred. This is what, I, I can't say this enough. From Alfred, from all the way from Batman 89 through his, his first appearance to his fourth, fourth and final appearance in 97's Batman Robin, 
Michael Gallo's Alfred is good in all four of these movies, even in Batman and Robin. He's probably one of the few things that's actually good about this movie, Michael Gallo's Alfred. And and you're right about the um, the disease thing with Freeze and Alfred there, that which they explained to help with. And uh, I, I had another thought, I lost it, um, that I wanted to say about all these movies. Um, it'll come back to me. Uh, you were mentioning about the gadgets. No, that's I don't. Uh, the, the, were they, the about the skating? The, yeah, they had the gadgets there. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, they were surfing in the sky, which reminds me to another thing about it all with Freeze and Robin. With the surfing in the sky is once they're done surfing in the sky and 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 then like Robin says, Calabunga, and he's just Robin's not good at this stuff. Mm-hmm. That once they get down, Freeze. Freezes Robin and Batman saves. Batman saves. Well, they kind of save. They kind of save each other because once Batman is alone in that ship up in the sky, Batman can't get out of it, and he's about to like really go out and die from that. But then Robin saves him, or no? Yeah, Robin saves him. So Robin saves Batman first. Then a few minutes later, when they're down on the ground, Batman has to save Robin when Freeze freezes up Robin like that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. What else did I want to talk about this movie that I forgot the about? Soundtrack. soundtrack. All right, we let's we can get to the soundtrack. Say it again. That's a good soundtrack, but the from Smashing Pumpkins very too loudly and very yeah. Too- and I'm losing his nasal voice. Yeah. But I like this one. Well, another song I like is one by Jewel. Jewel right. about the, the Foolish Games. About, it's like, it's, the Foolish Games sounds like a, a split-up song, a breakup song. About, even it's like a breakup with the Batman and Robin. About like, uh, that's like a, too like messy. Right. Now, when, that's interesting. Yeah, as far as this, I, I, don't, I didn't pay too much attention to the soundtrack because I didn't, the movie itself, I didn't really think about the music of it so much. But that's, but, um, yeah, the, the, the music stuff you mentioned is all about what the movie's on there. I'm trying to think, what have we, what else about, yeah, we did, we, we did Alfred as another character. Um, let me see, anything story-wise, um, anything about Batman and Robin that we haven't yet already talked about to cover? I want to say one thing is, when they're bringing Michael Keaton back for that Flash movie, where he's coming back as Batman, I think they're, 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 it's going to be a, he's still coming back as Batman, but not the Batman from the Tim Burton movies. It's like a different version, which be, because it's a different version, it's not the Tim Burton way. I think that Batman, Michael Keaton might be working with Batgirl and stuff. So if Michael Keaton really, Michael Keaton wouldn't have come back unless he thought the script was worthwhile, but I guess we have to wait to see whether Michael Keaton's script is. Too late to bring back Michael Gall, Michael Gall's outfit in the in the new Flash movie because Michael Gall's already passed away. Yeah, he had passed away for sure. He, he had passed so, away. You know, in that future, in that special effects technology, you need to hire a stand-in about even though you have that uncanny value to make his face look like a late Michael Gall. Yeah, Michael Gall again as Alfred to me. He's one of the best. He's really good as Alfred in all four of these movies. But what I was saying was with the Flash thing of Michael Keaton is Michael Keaton wasn't going to come back unless he likes the script of stuff. So I'm that doesn't that doesn't guarantee that it's going to be a good movie or good with him in it. But I'm curious to see since he didn't have Robin or Batgirl in any of his movies, why he thought the script was good enough to even have maybe a Robin or a, or a Batgirl and other kind of stuff next to him. So we'll see how that looks when Flash actually comes out. But um, back to Batman and Robin before I before I go too far off track. So we talked about Alfred. We talked about all the other characters. Um, we, you just mentioned about the soundtrack. Um, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of quotes that are. Not really well written quotes, the quote, the lines of quotes by the characters. Um, 
We don't, we're, we're 31 minutes in. It doesn't have to necessarily be 50 minutes in. Like, if we get all of our thoughts together before the 40 minute mark, it doesn't necessarily have to be lo- going 40 minutes or longer, but we're currently at, um, 31 minutes in. So I'm just trying to see what else about Batman and Robin we haven't yet already talked about before, before this episode of Batman and Robin is done. And let's see what else have about Batman and Robin have we spoken about? Well, something about like uh, the more about the the art direction about the about of the of a Gotham City about the even though that that lot of Gotham City has a lot of statues about like uh, yeah similar like similar to sim similar to Forever similar to Batman Forever um yeah, yeah about the uh, statues of it yeah. Um, yeah, they were just, they were coming into the charity event just as Batman and Robin only. It should have been, it should have been as a... Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson about to, to run the organization. The- right. Yeah, that's a good point about all that, but they didn't do that. They didn't do it like that. It's a good point. Um, but at that, sa- at that same charity event, again, for Back to Poison Ivy, she looked great in the Poison Ivy suit. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to see how Poison Ivy, again, could be redone in live action in a, in a future movie. Since Either except another, another one in TV series, in the TV series Gotham. Yeah, in Gotham, they had a young person play it, but then eventually they wanted to age her, so they had a totally different actress play Poison Ivy older than the one when she was younger. Yeah. Um. Because I remember I only saw the first two seasons of Gotham, and she's like the, she lives in the, uh, as a sick child that lives in the, the, in the alleyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah. I think I want to see Poison Ivy updated. I want to see an updated, better version of uh, Mr. Freeze. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how Batman villains are played in the whole Matt Reeves stuff. So Matt Reeves, if they still keep the more March, early March release date, I'm going to go see that on a discount Tuesday. But um, yeah, Batman and Robin. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Batman and Robin. We talked. We talked le- later on about the soundtrack and about uh, you mean uh, f- a few other points. What haven't we covered yet? I'm trying to think. Batman and Robin. Uh, well, something like, uh, even how they, they could melt the ice so quick about when you say two sides, this is a climax without the fire some big guys. Oh, speaking of that, when you said about the science and the defrosting at the end, those two that those two characters that work for the thing, they they they're in a lot of Schumacher movies. They they had some point of presence in Batman Forever as well and other Schumacher projects. Those two scientist people that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. One scientist I know, she also stars in one James Cameron movie. You might hope you know, if you remember to know, he plays one of the crew member in the in the movie The Abyss. Yeah, for sure. And that, and that also, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, the Batman and Robin, it's just too much of a joke. Batman and Robin, it's just like it. It outside of Alfred and. I mean, there may be one other good thing in the movie outside of Alfred, but definitely with Alfred. But everything else outside of Alfred was like. A mess, a complete mess. Um, and but like I said, I am grateful for Batman and Robin. I can't say this enough. I'm grateful for Batman and Robin '97. For without it, we may not have gotten Batman Begins or The Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, sometimes either of. Well, what do you think about the motorcycle race? The underground motorcycle, like a pretty fast and furious type. That know? that 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 was interesting because that's what that's what um. 
Barbara Wilson, not Barbara Gordon. That's what Batgirl liked to do in her spare time to, for fun. She enjoyed the, the 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 bike race riding. So that's a good point. Like, and then uh, Chris O'Donnell had to. Um, find her doing that but yeah that's a good point it's kind of like well fast and furious came out in 2001 and this was 97 so i guess this was like a um i want to say four a four-year precursor to fast and furious but yeah the bike riding that she actually yeah there's another thing that one actress makes a cameo it's about remember that that thug with the glow in the dark face about the the and that batman robert yeah 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 Cause that's that same thug from the Batman Forever, when that when, when Robin goes out at the, the before they they got scared when Batman when they saw Batman and then, right but this same there's the same actor with that glow in the dark skull face and the and okay. the hideout and this one this time the poison ivy and they they kicked him out they, they could create their own lair right yeah but like I said yes yeah, that's interesting about the, the the guy there from that um but like again like I said uh, just like uh, in the comics I never saw Two Face or Riddler work together I have never also in the comics seen Mr. Freeze or Poison Ivy work together outside of this movie which again I like to see future live action movies where we're both where Mr. Freeze for sure is definitely done right in live action he's only like you said really done well, well in the well, animated they did, animated well, series they did make appearance in a, a correct vein in the Dark Knight Rises they did they, I mean Chris Nolan did yeah he still had things that were wrong with Bane in Rises as Bane in, in many ways but he was still much of an improvement on definitely an improvement of then in bat in rises and how he was portrayed in Robin, though he still had a lot a lot way to make it even better in even future movies. But yeah, it was somewhat an improvement for sure with Rises of Bane. Um uh, final, uh, we're gonna get final, final thoughts, final thoughts on Batman and Robin. Then we'll give a grading rating, and then we'll tell what um what the audience listeners have to look forward to in the next Batman episodes. Final thoughts on Batman and Robin. Final thoughts. Uh... Well, we won't we won't like it much about the, the, the decade, but yeah, but you know, don't think about like anything like uh, the don't think about all the lives that Arnold Schwarzenegger may invented. But uh, even though sometimes like uh, even though sometimes it's not, it's, uh, all things not for young adults, but uh, for kids, but tell them be careful what, uh, what they saw first. About it's like a very too like. Uh, about it was very, movie. very. It was definitely very campy and campy in a not kind of good way. Campy in a bad way. And I remember one of my thoughts. And Schwarzenegger is not the only one who plays a villain in the movie. The only one villain he played, another villain he played previously in the back then is a is a first Terminator movie. Well, he was definitely a villain, bad guy in the Terminator movie, 1984's Terminator. But um, yeah. for the most part, he mostly played good, good characters as opposed to the bad ones. I remember my thought that I missed. I, I remember the thought that I missed, and I want to say that Batman and Robin is the only live-action Batman movie where the Batman villains, where where the Batman doesn't kill, where Batman doesn't kill yeah. Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Every other, every other, every other Batman movie, a Batman villain can die from Batman, but it's only in Batman and Robin where he doesn't. 
the pain is less undecided about since the you know the observatory about the well that's the yeah climax, since, uh, since pain is a venom is it's just disconnected it's back to his normal self about well robin robin and uh robin and batgirl disconnected him too easily but robin and batgirl disconnected the bane but i'm saying in regards to mr freeze as the main villain batman and robin is the only live action batman movie where batman doesn't kill the villain every other batman movie he does but not this one um, okay. Um, great. Uh, to greater rate Batman and Robin, which I mentioned, when you're about to do this, I imagine if you gave, if you gave Batman Forever a four, I believe four out of ten, is, I'm imagining it's gonna be less than four then for Batman and Robin? Uh, two. I get, I two? Get a two out of ten. Two out of ten? Two out yeah. of, a two out of, alright, so you gave it a two out of ten. I'm gonna give it a, um, I'm not even looking at the IMDb page because I don't know what they gave it, but. because uh, I know how it feels like about the, very to a guilty pleasure. It's very to a guilty pleasure. It's a very, yeah, it's one of those movies that's very much like a guilty pleasure type movie. I would give it, so you you you, you gave a f forever a four and then a, a Batman and Robin a two. I would give Batman and Robin, I'm going to give this a four also. I'm going to give it a four out of ten, but real quick, I'm just going to curious. I'm going to try to see if I can see if the IMDb, IMDb page opens up real quick. I want to see what the IMDb raters gave it. But I don't think I'll be able to see that because, like I told you, my website links are not opening up. Are you able to look up IMDb Batman and Robin on your page real quick? Since I since my internet's slow, please open up the IMDb page of Batman and Robin because my internet websites won't go on. I gotta fix my internet. Thankfully, it can still go into Zoom though. Uh, Batman and Robin. Uh, uh, the top top right hand corner of the IMDb rating. I got the 3.8. They give it a 3.8. Alright, they gave it a they gave it a three point eight there, and you gave it a two. So I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a, a three three point zero. I'm gonna give it a three point zero for number wise, and I'll give it a letter grade of a a letter. Well, let me let me hear what your letter grade would be first. Well, letter grade of F, like failure. Yeah, like I said, it it's still entertaining, getting guilty pleasure, and Alfred's good for it. So I won't give it an F. I'll give it to be generous. I'll give it a D minus. I'll give it a D or a D minus. Yeah, maybe more D. Maybe make another D. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So everybody, this is this is we had a really um, interesting flow back back and forth talking about all these things about Batman and Robin. And I hope you all guys come back again, okay, guys. Check out what we said about um, Arnold Schwarzenegger with Matt Streck back in Batman Returns because Batman Returns needs more downloads. And I hope you all come back to listen to Avi and I because next time, next week, we're going to be talking about. Batman uh, Begins, the first of the ba trick, dark, uh, Chris Nolan Dark Knight trilogy, Batman Begins, 2005's Batman Begins. Avi, any any things you want to tell the audience before we sign out? Uh, one more thing about this. Sure. Uh, well, I forgot to tell you something about Batman Forever. Sure. There's an in joke about that when Chase Meridian mentioned about what she's going to be dressed up as, uh, like, uh, where it's like a black vinyl, black vinyl and, uh, and the whip, it's like, a, like another reference about Batman Returns, Michelle Pfeiffer. Because you know Nicole Kidman's original casting choice, uh, also in Batman Returns, as a as a Catwoman. Yeah, speaking about the references, you said about all that kind of stuff, that's all very true. You had, um, in Batman and Robin, you said the reference of showing the suits from Batman Forever. So that was a reference to Robin, Batman and Robin, uh, Two-Face and Riddler's suits in Batman Forever. What Chris Meridian said referenced uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman with the Lionel Whip and Lionel Whip and, um, uh, with uh, Catwoman of Batman Returns. And um, Bat the Dark Knight trilogy kind of um, foreshadows... 
um, things happening in future, future movies as well. Like in Batman uh, Begins, he says Two Face and Clowns, referencing Two Face and Clowns would be in Dark Knight, referenced at that party Batman Begins. And then with um, Lucius Fox and Bruce Wayne, Christian Bale in Dark Knight, references would be good, do, do fine against cats for Catwoman. So yeah, yeah. So all these different movies kind of reference each other different ways, basically. Yeah. Okay. Even Batman Begins ends about when Commissioner Gordon gives Batman another case about. At the very end, yeah, of course. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that because next time, everybody, we're gonna be talking all about everything we can think of to talk about in regards to Batman Begins, and that's true, of course, how Batman Begins ends. The way you describe like that, and how again, how all these different uh, villains and and other part, other references are referenced in between all the movies together. Oh, and one more thing to connect both Batman, uh, the Batman, Tim Burton, Schumacher, and Chris Nolan movies is there's a politician. I forget the name exactly. I think it's Leahy or something. L E H Y. I don't know the actual um, politician's name, but he's in he's in both. All Batman movies, whether it's um, the ones from the 90s or Chris Nolan, he has a bit part in like all these different Batman movies that came out. Um, he's the guy He's the guy in The Dark Knight that had a problem with Joker. That guy, that politician guy, he's in, also in all these Batman movies and things and such. No, no, not Loeb. I'm saying it's a po- No, like politician in real life. I'm saying a politician in real life is in all these different Batman movies. I think his name is Leite or something. You can look him up. But we'll get to Loeb about... We'll get to how, how we thought about Loeb and how he was presented in both um, Begins and Dark Knight. But I'm talking about a real-life politician that got to be in the Batman movies, a real-life one. And that was a good point you said about the guy that was a politician and his co-star in The Predator. The Predator and politician that also... Oh, Jesse was Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Yeah, Jesse Ventura. Ventura. That's also... He also works in the, again with Arnold Schwarzenegger before in The Running Man. Yeah, and also in The Running... That's true, also in The Running Man. Um, but like you said, listen, everybody knows for The Terminator, that is... That is Schwarzenegger's role. He is definitely bad guy, bad villain as, as the Terminator in The Terminator, where... I, the only reason I think he's in Batman and Robin is because Schumacher really wanted him to play Freeze as opposed to anybody else. But he mostly plays good characters. Um, I know we mentioned about True Lies in some podcasts before. I, and I really enjoyed True Lies. I don't know if you did, but if you also enjoyed True Lies, maybe we could do an episode in the future all about True Lies. Yeah. You guys, I see it in the past. I see it just a few times. The, it is uh, almost a little forgotten, but the, even though it's, uh, it's not like a... Which is uh, James Cameron's great, greatest movie, like as Terminator 2, Aliens, and... Uh, what I, well, I mean, uh, True Lies is the last... True Lies is the last R-rated movie that James Cameron did. Yeah. And supposedly, supposedly, Avatar 2 is coming out real soon. Yeah, it's uh, like, uh, don't know when, about like, uh, even if they're ready for uh, another big uh, event in the theaters, I mean, how many people do you need to make more money about but after the covid times right oh my listen i can have my guest co-host and guest talk about covid on here but i want to go too far because i don't want us to be canceled or all this crap talking about covid and how people feel about covid but yeah covid's a whole mess in and of itself uh the recent spider-man movie is still making more money did you get it did you get a chance to see it yet not yet not yet you should go see it what are you waiting for go see it uh, if I have my parents' permission, that Eva has some plans. Wait, whoa, 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 back up, back up, back up. Well, why do you need your parents' permission to see movies? Well, 
Well, if I wear a mask, I could make sure that people are... Yeah, you can have a mask. Go, go, go have a mask and go see it with a mask. They make... At the, at the movie theaters, they're making us all wear a mask at the movie theaters as part of it. But I'm saying, why do your parents... Why can't you see any movie you want without your parents, like... Uh, we have some plans to do, but like uh, plans about going workout and uh, going shopping and holidays and visitors and uh, Okay, and well, I, I, the movie the movie theaters are making you wear a mask for the movie theater experience. So as long as you have a mask, they'll let you in to have a mask as part of it. But I mean, you're an adult, so you should be able to see any movie you want whenever you want. I think. But anyway. Yeah. All right, everybody. So. Now that we're 47 minutes in and we went, we went, we had some last minute extra thoughts about all this stuff we just went over. But I hope you can join us back again when, when we're going to talk about Batman Begins next week and to start the Batman trilogy now that we've got done the Tim Burton and Schumacher movies. So I hope you all come out to check that out. Don't forget to go back to the Batman Returns episode to get more download views for Batman Returns and what we said about Returns. And, um, I think you had all your thoughts out there. We talked to, we said as much as we could think of in regards to Batman and Robin. So, um, this has been Avi and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC. Signing out till Batman begins. <laughs>